everybody. This is the Blackwash Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Larry Simpson, with my co-host, Destiny Johnson. Destiny, tell everybody what we were talking about before we got on air, because your week has been fucking crazy. Well, first of all, there is a thief in my neighborhood, and I will not stop until I find his ass. Like, I will go to whatever great lengths till I find him. I have cameras in front of my house and you're on camera. You're on camera. I printed your face out. I plastered it all over my subdivision, all down the street. Like you're on every next door app. Like I hope those damn shoes were worth it. And uh, the police have been called and they're on your ass. And I want you to know that it's over $500. So you're in felony zone. See, that's what a lot of times people don't realize is once you're over that threshold and that amount, it becomes a lot steeper penalty. I remember that time I went to go cash that ticket, that, that fucking parlay ticket with my sister was in there and somebody tried to snatch or run away with the ticket. And the casino called them and they, when they found out who it was and they were like, hey, we're going to give you a chance to return it. But we want you to know, since it's a $3,000 ticket, you are, now, you are now in deep, deep shit. And he returned it quick, ASAP, in a hurry. Of course, he didn't walk by and return it himself. He sent somebody else to return it because he didn't know if it was a setup and he was going to get locked up off of it. But people, you thinking like, oh, I'm going to do a quick little come up. You don't know what you take. If you take it and it's a certain price, you're going to do some serious jail times. So I, you shouldn't still to begin with, but you definitely want to yeah, be. You careful. shouldn't do it to begin with because it's such a violation. Like I'm at work where I already, I'm working hard where I can spend my hard earned money for you to come in front of my door. You're obviously not doing anything with your life violate me and think you're gonna get away with this honey let me tell you something like it's definitely not going down like that I call the police they're on their way to my house I found the evidence I did my own investigation because you know the police don't really work they don't really work that good so I did it myself I found the packaging we're getting your fingerprints I will find you anyway so what are we talking about today Okay, today I wanted to talk about a story that's been in the media today, and I'm sure you've come across it because you're on social media even more so than I am. I wanted to talk about Leah Thomas. Now, for those of you who have been living under a rock, Leah Thomas was a transgendered uh, swimmer who had just recently won the women's championship in this particular event. And people are now really coming for Leah saying it's not fair when Leah was swimming with the men. The ranking was like 554 and now best in the world on the women's side. And they're saying that it's not fair. I just want to say a disclaimer from the beginning. I'm going to say her, but there's a lot of chance that I might accidentally say him. If I do that, I'm, I'm letting you know I'm, I'm right now I want to be saying her. Because if she says, you know, she's a woman, then that's what I'm going to go with. However, although that's my stance, and I don't know if you might differ, I don't know if she should be competing with the girls. Destiny, what is your kind of opinion on it before I get more in detail on how I feel about that particular situation? I think my 
opinion kind of stances with what your opinion was, but I'm just at the point where it's like, I'm over it. Like, okay, everybody can be identified as, as whatever they want to identify with, whatever pronouns you want us to use, like go ahead and put it out there. Like we will respect you, whatever race you want to identify with, whatever whatever animal like whatever sure fine so i'm just sick of it but anyway i'm gonna respect it because that's your wish fine but when you get into situations like this like i see where the outrage comes from because you were specifically born with genetics of a gender that is naturally, you know, a little bit more powerful, especially when you use that into sports than the gender that you're identifying with. So it kind of just like makes it a little unfair. Just like- Wait, 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 what do, you, what do you say to the people who say in order for her to compete as a woman, she had to go through a year of hormone replacement theory, uh, therapy where they were essentially trying to even the playing field and taking down her testosterone levels to where she had the same testosterone levels as the average woman? Okay, so, okay, I don't know the science behind all of that, but I do know that like your body- um it holds like your dna so i think like i'm gonna probably sound like a fool saying this like even though they're trying to like downplay whatever your body is gonna reproduce like whatever it is that they're trying to take away i think naturally like it has to this is so interesting this probably has nothing to do with this either because i'm not a scientist and i'm not a doctor but I injured myself. I think I told everybody this a few weeks ago, like all the skin came off my stomach, Larry, you know, and it was just flesh. So then now that it's healing, like little dots, like pigment of my actual skin color started coming in on just the bare flesh part, the white part without even having to get darker because it's like genetically, like my body knows like, what color my skin is like it didn't have to go through phases to where it got back the correct pigment like it was already came like that it was very interesting and watching your body heal is so interesting so I feel like even if you were to like lose something like your body always knows how to like recover or heal itself so I don't know I just feel like you know um I don't know what you want to call it. Like, however God created us is a little bit more powerful than like these scientists that are trying to down do stuff. And I don't think that even evens no playing field. Like, what are we talking about here? Here's the thing. Does that make any sense? Like, I feel like I'm confused, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely not a doctor and neither am I. But I think from my understanding, what happens is you have to take certain things to lower your testosterone. And you have to continue to take it because as you say, your body wants to naturally produce it. Now, men produce female hormones and women produce certain male hormones already naturally. It's just the amount. So like a man can have estrogen in his body, but gonna have it at way lower amounts than a woman will. 
and women can produce testosterone, but have it at way lesser, you know, levels than men do. And so essentially when you're taking these pills and taking all this stuff, it's, you have to constantly be on it to keep you at that lower level is my understanding of it. My thing is, and kind of similar to what you're kind of leaning at, uh, somebody wanted to argue with me on Facebook because I said on Facebook that although I'm, I'm completely supportive of her living the life that she wanted to live, we, we can't now not worry about the three young ladies who would have otherwise been um, awarded their rightful position without this sort of interference. And she was like, well, it's completely even because they lowered her testosterone levels. And I was telling her, your body has muscle memory. So, and a lot of people- what I was trying to explain, yeah. A lot of people who've lift weights can tell you that. So like, let's say I, I lifted weights every weight, uh, every day in high school. And I was squatting like 800 pounds, right? And let's say I stopped lifting completely. I stopped lifting completely and the next time I go to lift is 10 years later and I can only do 175 and the guy next to me can do only do 175. That's still not going to be an apples to apples comparison because at one point my body was used to being able to lift 600 something pounds. So my jumps are going to stop being a lot quicker. I'm going to go from, yeah, we might both start at 175 once I started lifting again, but I'm going to get to 200 before he does. I'll get to 235 before he goes, before he does, and so on and so forth, because your body has retained that muscle memory. So similarly, yes, she might not have the same testosterone loans level she had before, but her body used to be a lot stronger naturally than her competitor's body, and her body was used to going at faster speeds before than her competitors have gone. So for somebody to say, oh, well, it doesn't make a complete difference. I mean, it doesn't make a difference at all. You know, they took down her testosterone levels to where everything was even. That and a lot of people point to the fact that when she first transitioned, she wasn't the best in the world. She wasn't setting records and stuff like that. So they were like, ha that's proof. No, that's proof of exactly what I told you is that, yeah, you guys can lessen her down to be even initially, but that muscle memory in her body, even with that lower strength threshold, is going to start whipping back. And she's going to, even with lower testosterone, be able to start swimming faster than her competitors who have never reached the type of speeds that she previously reached. But let me say this. So while I'm strongly, strongly opposed to her being able to compete, and when I say I'm strongly opposed to her being able to compete, I think she should be able to compete, but in a certain way. I think if, let's say there's normally 10 places for people to swim, there should be 11 and allow it to be her to be on the other side. So the one person who would have been in there is not taken away. Allow them all to race. And if she wins, she can still get a trophy, but it doesn't stop the rankings from the cis women who would have otherwise ranked. So if I so then the transgender community could be like, oh, they're discriminating against trans women. And then and there's a the huge movement here's because the they're treating her different than the females, but she's a female. And, and here's the thing. But here's the thing. I think our labels matter. And trans women are different 
than women and they're different from men. They are trans women. They don't fit neatly into the category of woman and they don't fit neatly into the category of man. They fit into the category of trans women. And it's a trans community. That's that's the area you fit well, in. That's your that point. Then we need to have four There's genders. So you have your male, your trans male, your women, and your trans female. And, and here's the thing. And then there's an like Olympics for all four categories. But, but here's the thing. This is the reason why that doesn't work perfectly. If there was enough trans women and trans men who wanted to compete in a specific sport, then I would say yes. From my knowledge, she's the only trans woman swimmer that has come out. So if, if we did all trans women in a swim race collegiately, she'd be in the pool by herself just practicing. So that's what I'm saying. She has to find somewhere where she gets to compete. And that's what I'm saying. Her trophy can identify whatever she finished. So if they're all racing and she finished first like she finished over the weekend, she can get a trophy that says, you know, hey, I finished first. I'm a national champion. But also the cis woman who finished first amongst the cis women can also still get hers that say, hey, I'm a national champion. And the person, whoever held the record for the fastest time, the cis woman that held that record, she should still be able to hold on to that record because again, amongst everybody else in that the category of woman, she had the fastest time. And, I, and a lot of times, language bothers people. And I say language bothers people because I had an argument with this dude the other day. He doesn't like to be called African-American. He says, I've never been to Africa in my life. I don't know why people call me African-American. Yeah. And I say, because you're still African. You're, you're an African-American. Your descendants are from Africa. You have African blood. You're African-American. It's an appropriate title. I don't know why you wouldn't like it. And he goes, but we don't call white people such and such Americans. I was like, actually, they did. If, if, that one, if you're from, from Ireland, people say, oh, um, um, I'm, I'm Irish American or I'm Scott Irish and all this various thing. I'm, I'm German American. People do make the connection with other things. It's just more prevalent amongst African-Americans. So your label is your label. When we, when we find as a community, and when I say as a community, even amongst trans people, they understand that, hey, we fall under the T in LBGT. So it's like, when I say, okay, I'm not gonna say you're a man, and I'm not going to say that for the purposes of competition, you're a woman, you're a trans woman. That can't be offensive because, it, no, it's going to offend people, but that's more within you than it is with me. I just feel like, oh my goodness, fine, whatever. Can we have a transgender male to win everything for the males? so that the, everybody can rectify this fucking problem because I guess it's happening to women so nobody really care and women are outraged. But let the men get beat by a transgender man, then it's gonna be a problem. It's but here's just the thing. Like, that wouldn't happen though. That wouldn't happen is kind of a What if it did happen? When, well, there wouldn't be an argument then like, well, these are men, they're naturally men. They yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, <laughs> to be honest with you, to a certain degree, it did happen like on a lower level. So there was a, there was a girl who was transitioning and I don't want to say there was a girl. There was a trans boy in high school and um, who was a wrestler. 
And as and I guess wherever she was from, there was enough, wherever he was from, there was enough girls to wrestle. So there was just girls wrestling girls. And she was really, really good at that. And she was winning. And I was saying she, because I think that's how they identified at the time. But then he came out as trans. He said, hey, I'm, I'm really a boy. And then he started to um, transition. Originally, they didn't want to allow him to wrestle boys. So as a trans uh, boy, he was still wrestling girls and just like kicking the shit out of them. And he was like, and people were mad at that. They were like, that's not fair. It's a boy. He's probably on hormones. He should have to go and compete against the boy. That would it, literally be like a performance enhancement at some point. Exactly. And that's what the thing was. And that's what he had to deal with. He had to either say, hey, do I take the hormones that will allow me to transfer more and be more have more male characteristics? Or do I not take it so I can compete at this level? And it's just a whole, it's a sticky situation. But the one thing I will say is that regardless of where you stand on the issue, that doesn't mean that it gives you permission just to be a fucked up human being. And the reason why I'm saying that is so much of the criticism, rather than having a discussion like we're having now on the marriage, or just like, how can we make Leah Thomas feel bad about herself? How can we say, like I see a bunch of posts, Aquaman, or, or, no, or Aquaman is what they're calling um, her, and all types of things, oh, and say, Lord. yeah, and still saying, you're still a dude, bro. And especially with like how prevalent suicide is amongst your trans community, I think you have to really be a shitty person to be out there and say, for no reason whatsoever, let me try to make this person feel bad. Rather than saying, hey, I think on the merits, you really shouldn't be competing against women. Because that's a fair argument to have. But to just be mean and just to say things to try to hurt people, I think that's fucked up. And we got way too many people doing that shit. No, yeah, that's rude. But then at the same time, I'm just like, well, what if I just woke up one day and I'm just like wanted to identify as being a European Russian or something like I probably couldn't do that. So I just think like, you know, I mean, of course, I want people to try. I just it would be very difficult for me and my black skin to do something like that. But I mean, like, I guess if I identified with that and I tried to work really hard at it, like, that's something I could do. Maybe but, bleach your skin and say, oh, well, you know, I mean, we, we had discussions like this about Rachel Dolzer and, <laughs> and stuff like that. People wanted to be, you know. It's just like a different lot. Races. Like, but, it is. You know, it's just like a lot to digest. And I feel like it's everywhere. I don't think there is a show that I watch right now where there isn't someone who like deals with these issues. I guess it's really life and like, like it's real life and people are really, you know, going through these transitions and having these life moments. But I just feel like it causes for like so much confusion and then it causes for so many people to, you know, be timid on what to say, like how to refer to you and like everything could be like offensive. It's just so exhausting, but. And here's the thing, I'm gonna say something that's probably gonna be a little bit controversial and I, and I hate to have to say it, 
I think me personally about just a mantra of how everybody lives their life. I feel that you should do whatever, be able to do whatever makes you happy to the point where it could potentially interfere with someone else. So if every day I wanted to do, if I want to go on a, a walk around my backyard butt naked, I should be able to do that if that's what makes me happy. Whatever it is that makes me happy, I should be able to do until what I want to do runs into somebody else's ability to seek happiness. So, and the reason why I say that is because I have no problem with Leah Thomas identifying as a woman and, and saying that she feels like she's a woman. 1000%, I support you, live your life, do whatever makes you feel good. But now the second, it now interferes with these other swimming competitors who are like, hey, this isn't fair. Now you're, you're, you're coming over here and you're beating all of us and, that, and that's not cool. Now I have to step back and go from blindly supporting whatever makes you happy to say, hey, now what you're doing to make you happy is interfering with other people. So now we have to have a legitimate discussion on the, on the merits of a particular thing. And, yeah. so, and so similarly, I've seen it in a different context where I've, t I've seen movies and stuff like that. I think it was true life, I'm transgender. And it was this um, trans woman and she was saying she doesn't tell people who she dates that she's trans because she feels like they wouldn't want to date her. And I was saying, Again, I'm all for you doing whatever makes you happy until it runs in to somebody else. And the person you're dating should be able to say, I either want to be with a trans person or I don't want to be with a trans person. And you can't say, well, I feel like I'm being judged or whatever. You can't put what you want in that particular context above them. So yes, you're allowed to live your life and do what you want and do what makes you happy. But also that person's entitled to say, hey, I prefer to date cis women or whatever the uh, category is. That person's entitled to make decisions about their life. And you can't say, well, I want to withhold this information because it makes it easier for me. And I don't want to go around telling people that I was born um, biologically male. And so I, what's your opinion on that particular argument? No, I completely agree with you. And I think a lot of, well, I know for a fact that black transgender females um, are like heavily targeted in all respects, like all across the country. And there's so many incidents where there's like a murder or some kind of hate attack going on with them. And I agree with you. Like if someone feels a type of way about that, that's your own personal belief, but someone else is living what they feel is their truth, that's their business. And like, no one has any kind of right to interfere with that especially if it's not personally affecting that person. So I definitely agree with you. And yeah, like, I don't think homegirl, what's her name, Lindsay, would have Leah any, Leah, sorry, Leah girl. But I don't think Leah would have any issue. Like if she enjoys swimming, she can swim all day in her backyard. But now you're like affecting other people who feel that they don't have the willpower as she does to be competing against her and maybe you know she won now maybe it's time to retire so that this won't be an issue anymore i don't know 
But yeah, and, and here's the thing, like I said, at the end of the day, I like my solution to it. If it's normally a 10 lane pool, make it 11 lanes, allow her to race and wherever she plays, she can get a trophy with that place on it. But let's not take away from the other people. I don't think life generally op provides us opportunities to make these kind of special cutouts and make these kind of exceptions. But I think in this particular context, the solution is rather simple. And here's the thing. I, I think also there's this political component to it that we haven't really mentioned where a lot of right-wing conservatives are using this as to say, see all this nonsense women are talking about how they're equal to men and yada, 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 and there's no difference, yada, yada. That's the reason for this is women telling us that they're the same as men and now this and yada, yada, yada. And I just want our listeners to know people always have an agenda will use whatever story it is to prop themselves up in whichever way they see fit. So here you have a hot button topic with a lot of people who are opposed to Leah Thomas being able to swim. And these opportunist politicians are taking this story like uh, DeSantis in Florida, he just came out and declared the person who can't came in second place and her name escaped me and says, she's the real winner and uh, Leah Thomas is not the winner and yada, yada, yada. Like, first of all, he's not on any swimming commission, but he wants to do that because he thinks it's gonna benefit him politically and it might, but it's just like everybody is, you know, fair game for a politician to use to promote their own particular agendas. So just be on top of that. He's annoying. Why can't the person that he won allegedly against be the royal winner and he not be the governor because he's getting on my nerves. But anyway, transitioning to a woman, someone who was born a woman, actually, Miss Katanji Jackson, who is um, Biden's Supreme Court nominee. She will be an associate justice of the United States Supreme Court on Capitol Hill. So for our people who don't really know, because honestly, before law school, like, yes, you would hear about what the Supreme Court was, but nobody really knew like what it was. Just to like simplify that for everybody is when things happen in your state, it usually goes to like the superior court of that state. That's the regular state. And if you're not happy with that decision, our constitution gives you the ability to appeal that decision to a higher court, the appeals court of that state. And in each state, there's also the highest state of every state, which is that state Supreme Court. But the United States Supreme Court is the highest court of the land. So we are living in an amazing time right now where we, our generation was able to witness Barack Obama in the most powerful position in our country. We have Kamala Harris, who is, you know, the second most powerful seat in our country. We have, you know, our parents were able to witness Thurgood Marshall, which was the first black person on the highest court of the land. And then, I mean, no matter like what your political beliefs are, there's Clarence Thomas. And now we have the first black female 
Kentanji Jackson. I think that's amazing. And then as for females too, because I mean, us women, we haven't progressed that much since what, the 60s, 70s. She will be, if she is confirmed, she's going through her confirmation hearings now, she will be the sixth woman on the United States Supreme Court. For women, Black women, this is huge. How do you feel about her, Larry? This is what I first want to say. First and foremost, this is the problem that I had with this shit from the get-go. This, this is the problem I had with this shit from the get-go. Is, is I feel like things kind of got twisted because Biden from the get-go said, I want a Black woman to be the Supreme Court nominee. And then the conversation, and this is how they do it. Listen, this is how they do it. And they do it every damn time. The conversation then became about why can't we just get the most qualified? Why do we have to have a specific uh, classification of a person? And here's the problem with this argument. Oh. If the Supreme Court has been around for how long and we have yet to have a black woman. So what you're telling me is a black woman has never, never been, been the most qualified. Is that what you want to tell me? Because that's the arguments that everybody was making, um, especially on the right. Oh, they should just get the most qualified. They should just get the most qualified as if we if we always took the quote unquote most qualified for the job, the natural breakup of the court would have only seen one black woman today even really have a fair chance of being a part of the Supreme Court. So okay. that was my initial uh, part problem with the whole nature of the conversation. Two, and I'm gonna say it, damn it, and I don't care. I think also, it's very telling that she graduated from Harvard Law School. Why is that? You tell, tell the people why she had to graduate from Harvard. Because now they're already questioning whether or not she's qualified. He says, I'm going to put in a black woman. So they're like, oh, they're just going to find anybody. They're going to go and he's going to nominate Beyonce to the court. No, he, he went and found somebody who was a judge who has years and years and years and years of experience. And what he had to do is make sure she went to the Ivy League. Well, why does he have to make that? make sure she went to the Ivy League is because the thought is going to be like, oh, she's not smart. She's not as intelligent as the rest of the people on the bench. She's just some random person that he Biden picked to do the quote unquote black people a solid. So he had to pick somebody who went to the Ivy League for her to be thought of as intelligent. I don't think that you should stop there. Let's say that she was editor of law review at Harvard Law School, and she was in the same class as our Ted Cruz's and a whole bunch of other people. So and here's, not the even and here's the thing, and I'm gonna piss some people off with it, but I'm gonna say it. But here's another thing that's part of the fucking problem that people's not gonna mention. And I gotta, and I gotta lead into it. I gotta lead into it by going back a little bit. And I gotta talk about Barack Obama. One of the reasons why Barack Obama became president 
is because he was of a lighter complexion. And again, he went to Harvard. He went to Harvard and he was of a lighter complexion. So the colorism angle, the you fact that he was, talk that talk the right fact that he was biracial allowed him to get the uh, approval of people who were on the fence about a non-completely white president. And, and get on Miss Harris too. And, and here's the thing: I was gonna get to Miss Harris. Part of the reason why Miss Harris got picked instead of Stacey Abram is again, we have somebody who's mixed and we have somebody who's of a fair complexion. So, so what are you talking about, Larry? How does this pertain to Miss Jackson? Well, with all due respect, Miss Jackson's husband is white. So what is so what does that tell you? Now again, it's like, hey, here's somebody who's saying she's a she's saying she's not somebody who's gonna be out here and being completely tyrannical and do wild shit. And because she, by virtue of being married to a white person, has also gotten a certain level of a little bit of a pass. Because she's not super light-skinned like Barack and um and uh, Kamala Harris. So part of the Everything's going into the factor. She could, and here's the thing, and she's also married to a doctor. The question becomes, could a black woman have went to law school at a non-Ivy League school, been married to a black man who's an electrician or just any every average day job and still been able to not be nominated for the position and people not give Joe Biden even more of the side eye than they're already giving him? Destiny, what are your thoughts? Absolutely not. And I mean, you have already like nailed it here. She has extraordinary qualifications as a black woman. So I think as black women, when we grow up, our parents instill in us that I think black men too, that you have to be two times as better as your white counterparts. So the last person to be confirmed on the Supreme Court is Miss Barrett, okay? who was only a federal judge for a little bit of time. And she doesn't really have these amazing qualifications. She honestly has barely any experience as a judge as a whole. But now, like, you have to find this Black woman who has done above and beyond to even be considered. But they're still going to try to give her a hard time. And not just that, and here's what's telling, right? And non-legal people, and I say non-legal people because I don't want to say non-lawyers because even myself is not a lawyer. Non-legal people don't understand this. Within the legal community, there's the understanding that as a lawyer, sometimes you have to represent certain clients because of fidelity to the Constitution. Tell me why people who are lawyers, people who know how it goes, are questioning her about, hey, I heard you, did, you, were, why, you were the lawyer for a terrorist. You were a lawyer from here. Trying to use that as a way to knock her, not understanding. Well, no, not, I take that back. Not saying not understanding. While completely understanding that that's the nature of the beast. When you are a lawyer, you have fidelity to the Constitution that says people are entitled to representation and somebody has to give them representation. And for lawyers to be holding her record and say, well, you you did this, you defended this person or you defended that person. As that if was that's her somehow, job. Exactly. As if that somehow makes her... Uh, 
that should be a disqualifying factor. That's problematic as hell. Because like I said, it's one thing for non-lawyers to say that. These are people, and a lot of people don't realize this, a lot of the people who run for political office, they're lawyers by training. A lot of them are lawyers. So the people who are asking these very pointed questions are people who have a legal background, who have a legal education, and who know better. And they're doing that because it's one more way. What what dirt can we throw in there? We, it's 2022. We don't just want to say we don't want a black woman. We have to say, well, she's not qualified for the position. So how do we show she's not qualified for the position? Let's just say all these random things. Oh, well, she has a, a as a lawyer, as a defensive attorney, defended this client, or she used to be a, a public defender. She's she's soft on crime. She can't be a judge now. It's all nonsense. It's such nonsense. And I think for people who don't have any legal background, I mean, just so you know, like whatever kind of attorney you do, you have made an oath to the profession to be able to advocate zealously for whatever it is that you do. So her being a public defender, and we try to act like in the communities that public defenders are held to the same standard as prosecutors. She's also only the second person that's ever done any defense work on the Supreme Court other than Thurgood Marshall, the first black person to ever sit there. And I believe as a Supreme Court, you need those kind of differentiation backgrounds so that you guys can make an informed decision on whatever you're deciding because you guys are the lawmakers. So you need not only people that come from prosecution backgrounds, but also from public defender backgrounds. And at the end of the day, like we are supposed to I don't care if you are acute not that I don't care but even if you're accused of being involved in the 2001 terrorist attack our constitution provides that you are innocent until proven guilty so you are appointed a lawyer and even if you believe that person did something or whatever they're still supposed to be prosecuted fairly so they're trying to use that against her because they have nothing on her. They have nothing on her. And you even to be, not only do you have to be twice as better to be a black person like Barack Obama or Ms. Jackson, the honorable Judge Jackson, but you also have to be damn near perfect, which she is. And she has those connections with the Republicans. Like Paul Ryan, the Republican, is her brother-in-law. Like she's gone to school with these people. They can't really say anything bad about her. But, oh, you gave these um, accused, um, um, what is it, child pornographers um, low sentences. Or you accused, or you defended criminals and this and that and this. Like she did her job. And the questioning about like things about race and stuff, it's just appalling. But I hope- Racist babies. It, for <laughs> real. Ask questions about racist babies. ridiculous. And I love her so much for her quote about the whole Trump situation when she said, presidents are not kings. Like I will remember that forever and that 
I hope her confirmation process, you know, gets approved. They said they're not going to freaking, you know, be bad, bad mouthing her like they did Kavanaugh before, but she needs to be there. We want her opinion to matter. We need more, you know, open-minded people in the court. There's a lot of conservatives, but I have been paying very close attention and we'll definitely update you guys on all of that. But yeah, I was really excited for that. I've been following it. But um, before we close out, just for some housekeeping and things, um, Blackwash now has an Instagram account. It's at Blackwash Podcast. Um, go ahead and follow us, engage with us. We're trying to, you know, create like a lot of different channels to communicate with people, to be seen, give us some feedback on that. And then also I started very last minute about um, a raffle that we did last week. I only posted it on my personal Instagram account. We'll do it again. I think it was a really big hit but we gave $100 to a listener. I'm not going to do it this week because it's too late, but next week, listen to the podcast for a very special detail and engage with us in our Instagram account and you can win $100 too. But other than that, I will leave on that note and we will catch up with y'all next week. All right. Thanks, you guys, for listening. And if you haven't already, please like and subscribe to our podcast. I am Destiny Johnson. I'm Larry Sampson. Thanks for joining us. And remember, we said that shit. And we meant that shit.